To the doers, the dreamers, the explorers, whatever motivates you to work harder, stay up later, and dedicate yourself to your passions, today's sponsor is Acer. Yes, Acer supports you. How, you ask? By building a laptop designed to exceed your expectations. Meet the Acer Swift 5. Now, Acer took incredibly light and matched it with incredibly powerful to give you reliability on the go. Now, go to Acer.com, check it out, and if there's something that you like, click on Store. And enter coupon code CaseyCrew at checkout to receive 10% off plus free ground shipping on a Swift Series laptop, including already discounted models. All right, now offers valid through April 30th, 2018 and limited to one per qualified order. All right, Windows Hello, the password is you, Windows 10. Check it out. Hit it up again, acid.com. See if something makes you happy, something that you can use for yourself and use coupon code CaseyCrew. What up, y'all? It's DJ NV. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes. So um, first, let's apologize for not doing pillow talk this week. Yes. Uh, we had a crazy weekend. Yes. First, we went to uh, out my alma mater. That's, that's what they call it, alma mater. <laughs> yeah. Hampton University. And we went to speak on a panel. And the panel was about black family and uh, it love, was a, relationships, everything having to do with relationships and family. Mm-hmm. And and shout to everybody that went to Hampton University. Shout to all the students that came to listen to us speak. And we just had a great time. And just giving the I wouldn't even say giving them knowledge, just telling them what we went through and what yeah. we experienced. Yeah, I, it was wonderful just being able to speak to a younger demographic and we took questions from the audience. So to hear the things that they were interested in and the things that they were curious about and being able to sit there and answer from an honest perspective right. of experience mm-hmm. and whatnot, it was it was really great. I, I loved that because it was interactive. Right. And it was hosted by Adimu. I don't know if a lot of you know who Adimu is, but he was a host of Teen Summit and right. he's um He's on radio in Virginia before, he's on radio in DC. He's also a Hampton graduate. Yes, he's like um an advocate of the culture. Correct. So it was very nice to be on the panel with him hosting. Mm-hmm. And we love Hampton University, so it was our honor to be there. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. A lot of students and you know the the dope thing about things like that is you know during the event or after the event I should say some of the students actually got a chance to pull you to the side and I seen you talk and giving them advice and telling them about your experiences and that's what people don't see and that's what they don't get a lot of people don't go out and just talk to the youth and talk to people who need help and that's what you did I know you were talking with one girl oh my gosh I hope she's listening there was this girl Mm -hmm. who is a she may be a communication major she was communication major um, but she wants to get into media she wants to be hosting red carpets and things of that nature and To me, she was such a bright star. I Mm -hmm. mean, you know, you talk to a lot of people. I've spoken to a lot of people that want to get in the communication industry. Right. And you see a lot of drive, diligence, and even intelligence a lot of the time. But with this girl, she was articulate, very Mm well-spoken, and very mature. I told her that I was shocked. I felt as though I was talking to someone in their 30s, not 
someone that was a junior in college. Right. And, you know, I'm sure that's a testament to just her natural intelligence, to her parents and the way that she was raised and her current education. But I was really, really impressed. So it was nice to chat with her for about a half an hour. But yeah, we were there for about an hour and a half taking pictures and talking to the kids and whatnot and seeing where their interests lie and pretty much just giving them whatever bits of information that we had that we were able to share with them. So again, it was an honor to do that. And also shout to uh, the Kindreds. They were also on there. They're a, a wife and husband team that uh, they, they they have a, a they, they've done a couple of albums that are hits out a couple mm-hmm. of times They're from Philly. They were also on a panel. So it was a pleasure meeting them as well. Yes. And they was dropping a lot of knowledge as well. So sure shout was. out to them. Right. Then we flew back to New Jersey. Our son had a championship basketball game. We watched the game. They actually lost they lost by five yes it was sad logan had 32 he did his damn thing and then we flew back out to chicago right after that right because after. we had a day party in chicago and um that was dope i love chicago that was the first time i was in chicago probably in like 10 very long 15 time. Mm-hmm. years that long so uh we had a great time and by the time st patrick's day i can't believe how many people get geeked over st patrick's day like yeah. it was like the whole city was right. all about st patrick's day it was it was cool uh, i mean it was rampacked i mean the river in chicago i don't know if it's a river or whatever they call it but they <laughs> they dyed it green i don't even know how they could do it but they dyed the whole river green it was dope uh-huh it was dope and then by the time we got back it was too late to record pillow talk so that's why we didn't do it instead of coming a day late with pillow talk we said let's just do it this wednesday and talk about everything yeah we'll just talk so you might get an extra long episode um on this time around this wednesday absolutely and then um of course last week was um Jesus and Mero. they mm-hmm. came on the show and um i pretty much just said what i felt you know and as a as a husband and as a father as a family man as my wife being so beautiful and 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 just so loyal and so kind and Held, holds me down the way that a woman should you know somebody said something about her that I thought was disrespectful and, and I brought it up and that was it and I'm not going to go into a whole long dissertation of why and how and all that just know that if you come or say something disrespectful to my family or my wife I'm going to make sure that you understand how I feel about it that's pretty much it okay so because you know, at the end of the day you know people say well you know if you know, if you felt they were disrespecting you, you were disrespecting her when when you cheated. And you're right. I was disrespecting her when I cheated. And we talked about it and we made men's and that was that. But nobody else ever will disrespect my wife and not hear from me. That's just how I feel. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a whole conversation. There's a right. lot to be said about it, but if we're not gonna discuss it, no, we're not it, gonna discuss it. That's just how I feel. There's nothing really to add to it. Um what? No, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm going back and forth with, uh, you know, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Right. You know what I mean? So, so you said something, so I'm, I'm just not responding. So right, right. I'm, you know, I'm not adding to it. No, so. I, don't, I don't want you to respond. We're not going to address it. I addressed it. It's over. I said it to their face like a man, like I would want my kids to do. And, and this is something that we tell our kids and for everybody out there listening. We always tell our kids that if you can say something behind somebody's back. Right. Make sure you can say it to their face. And it has nothing to do with uh, the Jesus and Marrow and all that other stuff. That's just how we were raised and how we talk to each yep. other. That when they go to school and, and they can say something behind somebody's back, 
Make sure when you're in the face, you have that same energy and you can say something to them. That's just being a man or being a woman. Or don't say it. Or don't say it or at all. Or keep it to yourself. Absolutely. You never say something about someone behind their back that you're not able to say to their face. And that's not to say that, and I'm just talking about in, in normal life, I'm not, you know, I'm taking away from what happened on the radio. Right. Um, it's not to say that if you're having a conversation with your friend, if you do say something about somebody or if you express an opinion, it doesn't mean that, you know, the next day you have to go knocking on that person's door or send a call, send a text or make a phone call. Mm-hmm. But if the case arises, you have to be prepared to be able to say something to someone's face. And I've made that my business for the greater portion of my life. You right. know, I I never say something about somebody that I can't say to them when they're standing in front of me. And I can't act as though I like someone when I don't. Because that's, that's a characteristic that I loathe in other people, fakeness. Well, you know what, one thing, and not to cut you off, but that's one thing that I, I've learned from you. Um, if you know Gia, you know Gia is the type of person, if she doesn't like you or she feels a way about you, she will tell you to your face. Oh, and, yeah. and most people say that, but they don't do no no I'm, I'm serious <laughs> I, I see it all day long you know uh-huh. they you know I see it on radio I see it when I do interviews most people say that but when they get in front of the person it's oh no it's this oh, oh it was jokes they oh, cop please they cop please and, they backpedal or and I, they just shut the bleep up and, and I don't noticed, say anything at and all and I noticed that about you if you want that action from gear gear will give you that action and I've seen you with with old friends I've seen mm-hmm. you with teachers I've seen it with anybody like if you if if you don't like what somebody has done to you, me, your child or some something that somebody say, you will approach them face to face or get on the phone and be like this, that and the other. And I respect that about you because I I wasn't always like that. If I didn't like confrontation when I was younger, you Mm -hmm. know. And I always thought I always thought that if it was confrontation, I would use my hands. I I I was quick to use my hands. Like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna swing because I don't want to get swung on. That's that's right. That's, well, that I know about you. That's always what, I, what I've been <laughs> right. No matter, and that's to this day. Like, if I feel a confrontation coming on, and that's why I don't like to get into confrontations because mm-hmm. people are quick to sue. Mm-hmm. But back when we were kids, you could swing on somebody, have a fight, and then, you know, say peace and keep it moving. But that's one thing I would say about you that I've always appreciated. That you know, we always have somebody that talks shit behind your back. We always have somebody that that says some foul shit or some left shit or some whatever. But you have always been the person that says, you know what? I don't like this person because of this. And I'm going to tell her in her face so she knows. Yeah. And most people don't do that. You know what it is um, with me? How do I put this? I'm very, um, it's like I'm a slave to my conscience. Right. You know? And I've said this before on a previous podcast and I've said it to you. And as a matter of fact, I said it on the panel Um, the other day when we were at Hampton University. But when I was young, my father said something to me that was so short, so simple, (laughs) clearly didn't take that much thought, Uh but it weighed so heavily on me. What did he say? And every time that I have an inkling or an urge or a desire to do something wrong, it's Mm -hmm. like I hear his voice and it stops me in my tracks. And it was very simple. It was, if it ain't right, don't do it. And ever since then, and ever since I understood what that meant, my conscience is a very, very big part of me. And how I view myself has always been more important to me 
than how other people view me. Right. And if I've said something about something about somebody or something that they've done, or I've expressed a distaste for them or something that they've done, if they're in my presence and I don't tell them how I feel, or if I smile and laugh and tell them that I love their shoes instead, like a lot of people will choose to do instead of telling you what they really think when you're in their face. Right. I would have a hard time looking at myself in the mirror mm. afterwards. In my mind, it would be, you're weak, you're fake, right. you're a fraud. Right. And I could never deal with that. If I say something about somebody, I have to be able to confront them and not be confrontational. Right. Or... I won't speak whatsoever. Right. It's one or the other either. And it depends on the level of friendship. It depends on the relationship. If it's someone I don't really know or not too close to, then I just will keep them at a distance. Mm. I may be in a group of people and I won't speak. I will look through them. I won't look at them. I will pretend like they're not there because I can't give them that kind of respect. And that has happened to me quite a few times with quite a few people and it's because I feel as though I've been offended right. by them and then there's been people that I've had more of a relationship with that I may have to pull them to the side but what makes me so upset is you may know someone or know that someone has spoken poorly about you behind your back and then when you see them they want to tell you how beautiful you are right. they love your outfit Fit. They love a picture that you posted. They love your shoes. They want to smile and give you a hug and a kiss. And then I just have to stop and be like, what's this all about? You know, you don't bleeping like me. You know what? You don't like me. But this, why, why are you paying me a compliment? But this is the what, what's thing. the reason for all of this fraudulence? Yeah. I, I, I really I don't understand it. You have to explain that. But to social me. media has done that to people. And I'm explain why, you know. It's made me even feel like brushing things off. Like, you know, there's times where I've heard people say something about me, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it may be, you know, on an interview to another friend or something like that. And I've heard. Mm -hmm. or, it always gets or, back. I've told me it always, it gets, always back. gets back. But I always let it slide because I always used to feel like that person can't say it to me. Mm -hmm. So they don't really mean it. Just let it go. No, it just means. But now. And it's a couple of years ago. Now, when I hear it, I immediately just say, you know what? I'll never fuck with you again because I see the type of person you are or don't come in my space. Or. I'm, and I'm going to tell you a funny story. Hold on, wait, wait, but let me just say something. Or mm -hmm. you may have to confront that person because what you heard may not be true or it may not be exact. True. Do you understand? Or it could have been taken out of context. And you also have to understand that oftentimes the deliverer of news may have their own motivation. Correct. Do you understand? Correct. So sometimes you need to clear things up if it's a relationship that you even remotely care about. If it's something that you don't care about or it's a person that's at a distance, then maybe it's not worth the trouble. But Absolutely. if it's someone that has been a friend of yours or been close to you or that you care about the relationship, then yeah, it's absolutely worth a conversation. Right. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, something that I found funny. Um, shout to Joe Button. You know, Joe Button uh, has his own podcast. And we know Joe Button pretty good. He used to come to our house to record his mm -hmm. records. I was on tour with him. Uh, one of his co-hosts was saying some, just some funny shit about me. Mm -hmm. Talking shit about me. 
And I, and people talk about shit about me all day. I, I, I don't really care. It's actually kind of funny. It, it shows that they are uh, kind of envious. Like they they want to be in that situation to really talk about somebody and to have that feeling me, means that you're really thinking about the person. So when I get it, I kind of laugh. It kind of makes me work harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they call to be on a breakfast club. Crazy. And I was like, wait a minute. That's crazy to me. I was like, wait a minute. So you shit on me. But then you want to use my platform to promote your shit. It's kind of like, it's kind of like. I was like, that doesn't make sense. Hold on. You know what just came to mind? It's kind of like you walk your dog and you let your dog bleep on my lawn and you don't pick it up. Then later on that evening, you knock on my door to borrow sugar. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if you don't. Get the bleep out of if here. If you don't fuck with me, you don't fuck then with me. Then you don't bleep with me. That's, that's it. But it's it's cool. That's it. But that's fine. But that's how your industry works. And that's, that's how your industry works. And right. it's crazy to me. If you don't bleep with me, don't call me and ask me to use my platform for anything. I agree. Period. I agree. But you Period. But, don't come knocking on my door and asking me for sugar. But don't get your And then hold on, hold on. Let me tell you. Say, oh, 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 oh. But no. no, no, let me tell you. But you know what they do in your industry? They'll be like, oh, but you know what, Envy, hold on. Let me go pick up my dog's poop off the lawn. And then are we good? No, we're not good because your intention wasn't good to begin with and you shouldn't have let your dog poop on my lawn to begin with. Exactly. Period. See, but... See, but People not, have it so messed up and I don't understand it. See, but that's common the thing. sense is common sense. See, but that's the thing. People don't have common sense and people are, uh, are scared to stand up and everything... People don't think outside the box. And, you know, when he, when he, when he made those statements on, on the podcast, which was a, a while ago... The co-host. The co-host, uh-huh. yeah. His name is Rory. When he made those comments, and then when they called, and I seen his name on the on the nah, B. on the list to come up to do an interview, I'm sitting there like, nah, B. <laughs> but it wasn't even that. See, I called Joe, mm-hmm. and I said, Joe, your co-host wants to come on the show? Nah, B. And I told him the reason why. Yeah. And he was like, you're absolutely right. But, you see, I'm not the type to say, yo... Nah, just did it. No, I'm going to tell you why, because I want you to know why. And I don't care how you feel. And, you know, you got to be a stand up person. But, but the crazy thing Clearly. about it is, you know, when I spoke to Joe, Joe was like, no, you're absolutely right. I couldn't I couldn't even believe that he called to ask to be on the show with what he said. See, but the problem is, is that goes back to what I was saying, that, that there is no repercussion for what people say. And that goes to social media. Right. Take it back to when we were kids. If somebody said something disrespectful about you. Mm-hmm. You seen them the next day and you had to face them. Right. Whether it was a fight, whether it was a conversation, whether it was a story, you had to face get in front of that. Mm-hmm. Now with social media and all these things that's going on, you don't have to do that anymore. You can make up fake pages and say what you want to say and keep it moving and run like a little bitch. That's what people are doing. And that's the bad thing. And that's also why these kids are fucked up because they don't have to face their fears. Right. They don't have to face their problems. Right. Like and, you'll, and, you'll look at your social media and you'll see a foul comment. And then the person has two posts. They're following 400 people. Right. And they have two followers. Right. Crazy, but for, because that person isn't man or woman enough to put a face behind their foul comments. But they have their own Instagram, but when they want to go trolling and leaving negative comments, they are not enough of a stand-up person correct. to put their face behind their negative comment, which means that they are cowards. And you can't take 
their comments seriously. And it's such a shame, especially in a world of bullying and all of the young kids that are taking it to heart and that in a lot of cases want to take their own lives or sink into a depression because they're basing their self-worth on people whose faces they can't see. Correct. Right. But that's the problem. But, you know, the, the good thing about it is if you have kids out there and you have kids that are getting older, these are learning situations where you should tell your kids and show your kids everything that's going on, like with with the Deezus and Merrill situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first thing I, I, I pulled Logan up and I, and I show I told Logan and showed him exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know why I did that? And he was like, why? I said, because as a man and as, as a father. My only job is to protect and provide for this family, to make sure this family is straight and nobody disrespects. And I told him, if when you get married and you have children, no matter what anybody else says, you do what you feel from the heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing. And I would say this, and you instilled that in me, which is dope, because the way you are in this world about people, I guess because you, you're kind of coming into the industry, Mm-hmm. opposed to me being in the industry so long and mm-hmm. seeing everything, how it changes. But people have lost their honor. People have lost their, I don't want to say call it loyal, but they, they lost their, yes, their honor, their way about themselves. People are rather trade being right mm-hmm. for a check. You know what I'm saying? Like like being a, 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 a stand-up person mm-hmm. for being a check. Mm-hmm. And I see that more getting and more for getting a check. And I see that more and more and more in this in this world, not even this industry, in this or world. Or to be popular. Or to be popular. Or to be popular or to have people follow you or stand behind you or like you. Correct. Um, I don't know. I've never been a person that. And mind you guys, we weren't supposed to, we weren't talking about this. This, wasn't, <laughs> we were going, this is just, just a real conversation. It just kind of just went left. I've, I've never in my life. Um prioritized people liking me right you know um i hope that people like me (laughs) but i've never prioritized it um instead i prioritize trying to do the right thing and trying to be a woman of god and hopefully as a result of those things people will like me but if they don't and it's for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. then i feel that that's just something that comes with the territory. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Because I try to reason everything out. And I'm sorry, I know that we said we weren't going to do this, but I'm going to have to ask you a couple of questions. because Me? Yes. What? Because there are just some things that I have feelings about and that I think need to be cleared up, especially regarding the Jesus and Marrow thing. I think it's something, I think it's a couple of things that you need to say out loud. Okay. Um. Because I did go through some comments and I couldn't read them. I, I I'm a comment read like I read comments. Absolutely, but I know it, was, you it was too many. I just I couldn't read all of them. Right. But there were just things that were um, brought up and reasonings that some of your followers had that I just want you to answer so sure. that it's clear. Ask me. One of those things was, and I'm sorry for going left because I know we weren't going to talk about it. Don't matter. Um, One of them was, Envy, how do you get so upset that someone quote unquote disrespected your wife Uh when it's basically you and your teams or you and your co-host job to do the same thing every day and you disrespect females 
on occasion on your show? How do you answer that? Well, I know the answer, but well, first for all, listeners. Well, first of all, on the show, people don't, you know, people like to group people on our show. I know. So if uh, Charlemagne gives somebody donkey today, people automatically feel I said the same thing or. It's the same sentiment. Or for my you. sentiment was it was definitely the same. Uh, I don't know if people realize, but even on the show, especially in the last five years, six years, I've been like the pusher of love. Mm-hmm. You know, when and I'll just go through when Juju and Cameron were having problems. I was really like, y'all need to get back together. Y'all need to work it out. Mm-hmm. When Tamar and Vince came on the show, I was like, y'all really need to work it out. If y'all can try to work it out. Mm-hmm. That's who I've been. I don't try to disrespect anybody. And like, I'm real. Mm-hmm. Like if I feel like somebody did something wrong, I will tell you. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to uh, disrespecting somebody and, and especially when I don't know something about it, I try to get all the facts. I will never try to disrespect anybody maliciously that's not my intention that's not my job on the show that's not what i try to do definitely not Mm -hmm. and regarding anyone's wife Mm -hmm. for instance um have you ever been in a situation where you had to or you felt that your opinion was negative about someone's wife um one time we were talking it was ti and tiny we were talking about something and i think i might have said something and ti called me Mm-hmm. on air and, and said this, that, and the other, and he was right. But that was, what, seven, eight years ago? Mm-hmm. And I made that mistake, and I apologized to him on air. And I never brought it back up, nor have I ever did anything ever like that. Mm-hmm. Never. And you know, I, I also took it kind of from the perspective that Tiny is a star in and of herself. Yeah, no, Tiny is a celebrity. Tiny is a superstar. And at one time, Tiny was bigger than T.I. And when we were critiquing, we were critiquing a show that she had on television. Mm-hmm. So it just wasn't out the blue that I seen T.I. and I seen his wife walking by. And I said, no, that wasn't the situation. I was critiquing a show that she was on six, seven years ago that had nothing to do with T.I. And T.I. felt a way about it. And he came up and we spoke, we spoke about it. We all talked about it on The Breakfast Club. It was no beef, nothing like that. But we had a, g- a great conversation. But... From your perspective, it's not as though you were disrespecting someone's wife. No. It was someone who was a star in her own right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So that's one thing. Uh And how do you address people that say that what was said, and it wasn't just about me, it was about you. um, It was a whole... It was a whole segment that they did about our oh, appearance. I think it was 17 to 18 minute segment on about our appearance on the real. real. So Correct. it wasn't just like that one comment. Right. But how do you address people that say that it was just a joke or it wasn't that serious? I mean, you can't tell somebody what's serious and what's not serious. And people joke me all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a radio host. People mm-hmm. make fun of people. I make fun of people. It happens. But when. Because you never want to be seen as a hypocrite. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Like so, you can't. You can't do it and then dish it and not be able to take it. Absolutely. Right. So when, you know, you, you do a 17 minute segment talking about uh, me being on the real and the things that you're saying about me being on the real isn't true. You're making jokes. Cool. But now when you mention something about my wife and she knows DJ MV checks or whatever the statement was, that was the statement actually. Um, I just found it. I was pissed off about it. And the reason I was pissed off about it is I feel like people don't know people's stories and they automatically just make assumptions you know Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people might look at your Instagram and see a lot of the fly stuff that you have and the fly shit that you 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 do own and people feel oh she's only there for the check and that makes me laugh all the time and I'm like 
You don't know that she was with me when I was 15 years old when she had the money and she was supporting me. You don't know that she was the one that was my security when I was driving around dropping off mixtapes. You don't know that, you know, when they say the checks, you don't know that, you know, if we have if we got a divorce, you actually would have got more money by leaving me Mm -hmm. than by staying. So you staying had nothing to do with the money. Mm-hmm. It had to do with what you felt was right. Had to had to do with God coming in our lives. It had to do with you feeling that I was actually a changed person, and us really wanted to work it out. Had to do with those things. Had nothing to do with money. Because I, I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, if she wanted to leave, shit, she'd be good. You at least people, you'd, I'd have to pay pal- alimony, child alimony, calimony, calimony, alimony. You'd have a house. You'd have car, like stupid. Like it, it wouldn't be, but people just like to assume because they really don't know, and they don't know anything. And people are so much of a follower that. They don't they just listen to what everybody says. Well, there, you know, there were comments and people did say, well, it's true. She does know those DJ Envy chicks. That doesn't mean that they were trying to paint her as a gold digger. Yes, they were. And if you think anything other than that, then you're sheep. Mm -hmm. Period. Period. Because there'd be no reason for them to bring up money or anything related to money. Hence, checks if that wasn't the insinuation and if they didn't feel that way they wouldn't apologize they wouldn't apologize on air if of they didn't course feel that not way. of course that was the insinuation or else they would have defended what they said from that standpoint right so anyone that says okay that wasn't the insinuation then i don't want to be disrespectful but I'll just say, come on. Right. That was clearly the insinuation. She's there for the money. And I think, and I'm going to be honest, I think that it kind of hit a nerve with you because that has been something that people did assume without knowing our story. Right. Right. You know, people assumed, okay, yeah, who's going to leave that money? Who's going to leave that lifestyle? You know, and then from your perspective, okay, well, it's cheaper to keep her, you know, all of that stuff. And as though finances and a lifestyle are the only things that people value. And what bothers me from my own standpoint Uh is that devalues you Mm. because it's as though you have nothing else to offer besides a check. Exactly. And you have so much more to offer. You have so much more to offer. And just like you said, had I left, I would have been, Possibly in a better situation financially. So, cle- I mean, you don't have to work now, but you would never have to work. No, ever. but no, but 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 the point is that Birkins just, every other just, day. Just logically, but, right? It's a farce, correct? But I, what I didn't like about it was that the fact that it devalued you and mm. it took away from you and all of your other contributions as a man that have nothing to do with finances, right? Do you know? Absolutely, and you know. With, with the situation, I really don't care what people think. You know, I'm I, sorry. I have to interrupt. There's something else that bothered me about that. What? And then you can continue. I'm sorry. You know what bothers me about that? Tell me. People that listen to The Breakfast Club and mm-hmm. also watch their show. Okay? So I'm talking about that group of people. People that watch both. If they would have come on your show... And you sat there and smiled in their face. You know what the comments would have been the next day? What? Oh, them, those guys disrespected you and your family and you sat and laughed in their face 
and didn't check them. Correct. And didn't say anything. Correct. And visa this and visa that. Oh, you got me to call you envy and visa this and visa that. But then when you do confront them and speak your piece and tell them what you think, then it's, oh, envy can't take a joke. Oh, envy's soft. Oh, it doesn't take much to ruffle envy's feathers. It's like with you and I, I know that, you know, it comes up every now and then in conversation, What? but I feel as though people don't want you to win. And that's the truth because in that specific situation, it's like you couldn't win for losing. Yeah, but it's like for you, you're damned are. if you do, you're damned if you don't. But that's how people are. You you sit there and you make nice, nice, and you don't say anything. You keep your feelings to yourself. You keep everything cool. You keep everything professional. You go through with the interview. You ask them the questions. You smile in their face. You champion their show. You pat them on the back. You say a couple jokes. You send them on their merry way. And then what? Oh, yeah. Envy didn't even stick up. Oh, did you see what he said? Right. You see what they said? But he this, didn't even say anything to that man in his face. Blah, blah, blah. But this you is say something and then you're wrong. But this is the thing. That irritated me. But this is the thing. That's how people are. You know, and, and see. People are always going. I, and this is why. I've been on radio. Oh, babe, this is why you can never, can never put other people's opinions of you over your own people's opinions or the people that love you's opinions. Right. Because people are damn near hardwired to find the fault in other people instead of finding the positivity in other people. Right. But this is the thing. When it comes to people, this is how people are. And I noticed that. Remember, I've been doing radio since 22 years old, Mm -hmm. 23 years old. So I've been doing radio for a long time. And people have taken shots at me. People have, have tried to do things at me, but it never works, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm a good person. My intentions mm-hmm. are to be good. My intentions right. are not to be malice. My intention is not to do something for ratings or likes or money. That's not my intention. Mm-hmm. My intention. No you, is, yeah, no, you do do things for money. Yeah. yeah. But I will not devalue my integrity. For right. Money. Of course. You know what I'm saying right. I, I don't need it. Right. I don't need to. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I work hard for my kids so they don't have to. So I don't really care what people say. I really don't. You know, I honestly don't. The only person I care about, or I should say the only people that I care about is Edward, Janet, Gia, Madison, Logan, Jackson, London, and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And I would have said Norma, but she doesn't remember. She has dementia. She'll forget five minutes out of it. <laughs> but those are the only people that I care about. Mm-hmm. And care what they think about me or care what they have to say. And as long as at the end of the day, when I go to sleep at night, those people love me and say, Dad, you did what's right. Fuck everybody else. Yeah. You know, and, and that's everybody. Fuck friends. Fuck coworkers. Fuck everybody. Those are the only people that I have to report to in the man upstairs. Right. And that's it. Outside of that, I don't really care. And and But there's a lot to be said about that, you know, for People, you know, people that are listening, um, it's important to have a good core, to have absolutely like your nugget, you know, a group of people that you love, whether it's family, whether it's really good friends, like really good friends. <clears throat> Me personally, mm-hmm. um, I don't have a whole lot of people that I call friends because that word is so heavy to me. Right. But the group of people that I call friends are will take a bullet for me. Right. Do you know what? Like, like they are friends. Correct. Like to the end. Right. Will, you know, be taking turns giving a eulogy at my funeral. 
friends. And that's all you need you on know? your side. And those are the people that matter, you know, your family, your loved ones. But, you know, it's sad because a lot of people don't have that core. You know, I know females that have that are in a group, they're in a clique, mm-hmm. you know, and they have, quote unquote, friends around them, but they're not really their friends. Not at all. You know, as soon as they turn around, there's shade being thrown. Right. There's a comment. There's, you know, little whispers or secret things going on on the side. And those aren't really your friends. And when I see people with those type of people around them, I feel bad. I feel bad. It makes me say to myself, well, I hope that, you know, you're close to your parents. I hope that you're close to your siblings or you have other friends somewhere else because the people you call your friends don't hold you down. Absolutely. Like I would hold my friends down to a friggin' fault. No, absolutely. As like you you're should. my friend. You can't say anything about my friend. Like I had a friend in college that was my best friend, like my sister. Mm-hmm. I looked at her like a sister and you didn't really care for her. Mm-hmm. And you could not say a single, and you, and you were my man. Like right. you couldn't say a negative thing about her to me Correct. ever Right. because I loved that girl. Do you know what it, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Like if you're someone that I hold near and dear to me, like you have my loyalty until the end. Right. You know, and that's how, that's how friendships should be. Right. Like I'm going to stick up for my friend, even if they're wrong. Like I will. Like as you should. Th- that's it. As you then, should. When we get in the car, I'm going to tell them about themselves. But in front of people, like, no, like, I'm going to have my friends back, period. And we all need friends like that. Right. You know? No, no, I agree with that. And that's one thing I would say about being a friend with you. People are lucky. And I know people are like, oh, you always say that about your wife. No, but people are lucky to be a friend with you because you are ride or die. And most people are not like that. They say that, but they're not. And and I, I respect that about you majorly. Thank you, people. Looking for a laptop that delivers on both performance and price? The Acer Swift 5 offers a powerful Intel Core processor, super slim design, and more. Now, our babies use it for school, and it is quick. They never have a problem. Now, discover new possibilities with the Acer Swift 5. Go to Acer.com, click on Store, enter coupon code CaseyCrew at checkout to receive 10% off, plus free ground shipping on Swift Series laptop, including already discounted models again go to acer.com use kc crew at your checkout all right now offer valid through april 30th 2018 and limited to one per qualified order windows hello the password is you windows 10 all right well let's uh keep it going all right now um what i wanted to talk about today before we got into that now honestly that wasn't even something we were supposed to talk about right, we i'm were- surprised you didn't check the time no i'll give you a little extra ain't no problem. <laughs> okay now let's talk about being pussy whipped. Oh, where'd that come from? Um, I've heard that I was pussy whipped before, and and men always talk about being pussy whipped and, and what they do when they pussy whipped. Or females always talk I about hate being that word. I gotta tell you, what dick whip? <laughs> no, that penis whip. <laughs> no, pussy. I can only use that word in. <laughs> what am I saying? I can only use that word when it's you and me. Uh huh. And, you know, it's a, certain, it's a certain kind of situation. But me and you in the bedroom. Every time you say that word, I cringe a little. It's like me and you in the bedroom in bed, right? <laughs> well, well, we're in the bedroom in bed right now, so we can talk We about are in the bedroom in bed right now. We're in the bedroom in bed But right go now. ahead. So, um, you know, being pussy whipped. Now, what's the definition of being pussy whipped? You Wait. tell me. Uh, I don't think I'm pussy whipped. Okay. I think that's the first sign, right? Not, not denial. But um, <laughs> I think somebody who's pussy whipped is somebody who 
makes bad decisions and doesn't it doesn't make honest decisions based on the pussy or based on the head or based on the vagina or based on the sex. I'll say the sex. Does that sound better for you? Yeah, you, yeah, I'm so sorry. I just. uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you can use the word sex. That'd be better for and me. And I think there's a lot of men out there, and I think there's a lot of women out there that make the decision based on the penis or based on the sex. And, oh, yeah. And I think I'm not, you know. Me and you will get in an argument over anything. Uh-huh. You know, and it has nothing to do with your head game, well, maybe a little bit. It has nothing to do with your, well, maybe a little bit. But <laughs> be honestly, like, I really think about what's right and what's wrong. I don't give a fuck if we're going to have sex later on tonight based on my decision. And if that's the case, then then I didn't want to sex that night anyway. Like, I need to be with somebody that is honest and not just here for my dick or not just here for my, you know, for your pussy. You know, that ah, for sex. Right. You, you know, go. that's how I honestly feel. But there's a lot of women out there. And I say, well, it's got to be both. It is both. There's a lot of women out there that a dude will do whatever, but once he slings that that pee. That thing. They back in, 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 in you know, straighten up back and attention, you know, that's how it is. And the same thing with men, you know, mm-hmm. a, a woman might do something or they might have a, a, a bad situation, a bad argument. But as soon as that throws that that pee on them or as soon as he puts that head on that mouth on them, they straighten up. Mm-hmm. What do you think about being Well, pussy? wait, let me ask you. Let me ask. So ask me. do you think that there is a certain magic to the hoo-ha? Absolutely. Explain. What like what magic is there? Like what what from your perspective, how do you how do you explain that for, for women? Because, you know, we're women, obviously, right. and we have female bodies. We know what it's like to have a vagina. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's difficult for us to really understand from a male point of view what magic we possess Mm -hmm. we may there are women that may be able to tell based on the way a man treats them after they've been intimate maybe things may change maybe a man might be more complimentary or more generous and they might say okay well maybe that's because you know the sex was good or they enjoyed me or whatever so they may be able to understand it but not from a deeper point of view so as a man can you explain it i mean i think men want sex for many different reasons and i think they're hooked to sex and they enjoy sex for many different reasons Myself, what turns me on and what I enjoy more about sex, of course, is the orgasm. But for me, it's making you orgasm. Like, that's what my thing is. Like, I like to see you pleased. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Like, some guys like to have sex because they want to be pleased and this, that, and the other. But my pleasing is seeing you pleased. I know, but that gets away from the idea of the magic of the hoo-ha. Because what what you need to do is you need to look at it from a selfish point of view. Right. I do you understand what I I'm saying? Because yes, I understand that you derive pleasure from pleasing. Correct. That's understood. Mm-hmm. But what pleasure do you receive that you see magic in? Or do you? Do you understand? Hmm. Like, do you understand the magic of the hoo-ha? Um, yes, I do. Um, I don't necessarily care about the magic now. Oh, explain. Early in the relationship, I was selfish. I, I wanted to come every single time and I wanted to fall asleep after because the shits felt so good. I didn't give a fuck about pleasing you. I didn't give a fuck about it. if you were wet. I look once I came and that and your pussy was. Stop it. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha. I'm not calling it that. Your pee. Don't call it a pee. That sounds stupid. I'm not. I'm, your vagina. No. <laughs> I'm not saying woo-ha. I feel like I'm talking to my four-year-old. 
<laughs> wait, wait, you just have to come up with another name I can feel comfortable with <laughs> right now. Your box. Okay, I could deal with it for right now. All right, now, your box was... Don't love it, but I'll deal with it. Your box was giving me a feeling of no other. The way it was holding my penis, the way it was feeling, the moisture, the wetness, all that was the magic that made me, every time I look at you, I, like, I have to get in that. But now, I don't necessarily feel like I have to get in that for the magic. I feel like I have to get in that because I want to see if I can make her come seven times. I want to see if I can make her scream. I want to see if I can hurt her fucking bladder. Like those, awesome. are, well, maybe That's not. Great. Maybe That's not, wonderful. Maybe I love not, that. Maybe mm-hmm. not the bladder Keep, part. Continue. Mm-hmm. But those are the reasons why I have sex now. You know, even when we have sex sometimes or, or we're making love, you, you sit back and you be like, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Because you work so hard. Right. I mean, this is a this is a good thing to talk. Like, you you work so hard. Because I hit a spot that I but see Rashawn, you go, ooh. And I'm like, oh, that's that spot. Let me keep hitting right, that spot. And but, you're like, just stop. Just put your hands back and stop. I'm like, nah, motherfucker. Right. But, you know, sex shouldn't be an ego trip for you. It's not an ego trip. It feels a little bit like it's an ego. You work so hard to please that I feel as though it takes away from your experience. You know, sometimes you just need to sit back, relax, enjoy, and uh-huh. be pleased and not be so overly concerned with pleasing and right. getting that reaction that you want. True. I mean, that is true, but for Why years- Why is that? I, I think it was for years I was so selfish. and So now you're giving back? So now it's- <laughs> No, it's now. I mean, to the point where I was so selfish, where I didn't care if you came or not. And then when you, you know, we we came to a point in our relationship where you, you said when faking, I started coming, it became intoxicating so, to you. Exactly when you were faking the orgasm, that I wanted to make sure that you were really having one. So that the fact that I can get you to have one from my mouth and my dick, that it became like that was my drug to see you come. You know, um, I'll eat That's your pussy for three hours. You eat what? You you box for three hours <laughs> and get you to come seven times if I have to because I enjoy your body shaking I enjoy the look I enjoy your eyes rolling back and you touching your titties like I, okay 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 they don't need that much of a visual thank but, you thank but, you thank you but That's you know awesome. what I mean but I enjoy uh-huh, that uh-huh is there something wrong with you though I'm just being honest and I'm speaking. I'm talking. I'm not, I can't filter myself when I'm being I'm honest. Sorry, but if I pre-planned this conversation or pre-planned this thought, I would have did it. But okay, I'm just, okay, okay. you asked me a question okay, and I'm thinking, ahead. but now let me ask you. Uh-huh. Uh, Dickmatize or what do they call it? What do we call <laughs> it? What do they call I it? like that. You know, whatever we call it. What do we say? I like that. Dick whip. Dick whip. I say no, dickmatize. No, no, I like that. Okay. Let's go back to it. I like that. But- All right, now let's talk about dickmatize. Oh my gosh. Yes, I think that I think that the Willie definitely has. Willie sounds so wack. Willie sounds small. Don't don't call my shit a Willie. It's a Willie. That's what I call it no, in you, real life. That's you, really what I call it. You call out three year olds. <clears throat> I call his a Willie too. I call that part of the male anatomy. No, a Willie. Don't call it a Willie. Call it something else. Well, then hell, what do you want me to call it? I don't know. Call it a stick. I don't know. But don't no, call it's it not a, a stick. It's thin. A branch. Call it a tree. A branch a tree. is thin. A tree. A tree is too big. Says who? A tree is too damn big. <laughs> right now, now we have to sit here and negotiate names for our I'm private not, parts. I'm not. A, it's not. Willie just seems so tiny. And small. Well, I can't call it the D word. I just say D. Your D. The D. Okay, got it. I could call it the D. All right. Um. Yeah, I think that the D definitely has certain powers, mm-hmm. and I think as a woman, I think it's because. 
it's being inserted into a woman's body. Okay. That there's just a feeling of fullness mm-hmm. that comes along with it. And with that fullness comes intimacy. Okay. And I feel as though when you're experiencing a certain kind of intimacy with someone, mm-hmm. your connection is enhanced and your bond is enhanced. Mm-hmm. And if it's good, and especially if it's lovemaking and not just bleeping, right? it can, as you put it with the hoo-ha, it can be intoxicating, mm-hmm. you know, and you can feel a certain level of closeness with somebody that it can kind of put you into a trance mm. almost. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And you can love it so much and fiend for it and want to experience it again and again and again. And I do think that females fall into a trap on occasion where there are certain things that you just might be willing to overlook because that part of your relationship is so satisfying. Got you. You know, like you've on many occasion kind of referred to me as a fiend. Yes, <laughs> you are. Or how did you put it? Like hypersexual or I don't know, but you, you, like your sex drive is on a thousand. OK, you've put it that way mm-hmm. or whatever. <clears throat> so, yes, I thoroughly enjoy sex with you or love making with you. And yeah, it makes me want it all the time and the fact that you aim to please and that's top of your list of priorities correct yeah it makes sex extraordinarily enjoyable for me so yeah i constantly find myself looking forward to it thinking about it fiending for it and i kind of feel i mean i've talked to my girlfriends about this and i guess it's pretty much the general consensus i kind of think that i may have the mind almost Uh uh-huh of like a man in a sense, because I think about sex all day long. Right. And damn near everything that I look at or think about somehow, some way reminds me of sex or makes me think about sex. Right. So I don't know. I might be hypersexual um, and I'm a very sensual person as well. So with all of that being said, I don't think that it would make me make bad decisions regarding a relationship. I don't think that I would want it so bad that I would overlook things or look the other way altogether because I was so infatuated Mm -hmm. with the D. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But having sex with you and, you know, you being the only person I've been with, you know, even though it's only been you, I can understand other females Falling into that trap of enjoying it so much or experiencing a certain kind of chemistry with a man that just makes you lose your friggin' mind that you can't picture sex without them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I think that both men and women can easily be whipped. Okay. I, I agree with you. I, I think men and women can be whipped. Um huh. But you know what? It, it it also feels like whipping is not a bad problem unless you're making stupid decisions based on it. Right. Meaning if it's so bad where your man is hitting you, then he comes and gives you the dick and you forget about it. And that's totally, totally, totally. That's a bad kind of whip. That's a bad kind that's of whip. That's a bad brand of right. whip. Okay. Or if, or if your, your, your wife or your girlfriend is spending money and then you're mad about it and then she gives you the pussy and then all of a sudden you're great. That's a bad type of whip. So there are good pussy whipped and good de- de- dickmatized, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. You I know? 
I agree. You know, so I just wanted to talk about it because people always say, oh, you're addicted to your, your, your pussy whip, but there's not all, sometimes all the bad pussy whip is not bad. And sometimes being digmatized is not bad. Well, let me ask you this. Yes. How high on your priorities regarding a relationship is sex to you? How high? Yeah. How important is sex to you? How important is, as you put it, the box? Hmm. Early on in our relationship, it wasn't. It was not. It was not because, <clears throat> I mean, we were just kissing. You know, I wasn't there for the sex. I was there well, because what, I Well, what about after we started having sex? After obviously. we started having sex, yes. Yes, it was, it was, you know, sex was new. It was fresh. You wanted to learn all these different things. And that was the only thing I could think of all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, now as an adult, I said as an adult, like I was an adult then. But now as a, you know, as an adult, you know, having five kids, working crazy, um, it's now when I have sex or now when we have sex, it's a high priority, but I feel like there's all these other things that prioritize, what's the word I'm looking for? Prioritize, prioritize. That you prioritize? There you go, that word. On top of it, you know, like, we'll come home and be excited to watch Homeland. Mm-hmm. Or be excited to watch The Shy, you know? But 10 years ago, when I came home, we were fucking right away. Mm-hmm. You understand the difference? Yeah. As soon as I came home, you were grabbing me, we were kissing, you were fucking grabbing my dick, and we were running up in <laughs> stairs, and we were fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what we were doing, right? Uh-huh. But now it's like, we come home and we jump into bed to like, watch The, the Shy. Remote. Give me the remote. <laughs> Where's the damn remote? But <laughs> someone touched the remote. I think that's also because we have so much going on. We try to fit so much in a little bit of time. Like when we're out of town, we have sex a lot because there is no barriers. There is nobody else. You know, like, and I'll be honest with you. When I'm not home, I'm hornier because I'm thinking about you all day long, which is crazy. But then when I get home, I don't, I'm not as horny. Mm-hmm. And that's because everything else is going around. You got Madison coming in here wanting to have a fucking hour conversation with you. Mm-hmm. You're on the phone talking to somebody, explaining some shit or talking to something. You know, you're planning a vacation. We're planning a this. You're doing this. You're doing that. We're not on the same page because we're both running with chickens without a head. You know, we're mm-hmm. trying to get the house uh, clean and figuring out what we're going to do for the summer. You know, we're trying to figure out when we're going to do this, when we're going to do that. It's so much going on, uh-huh. you know, so I would love to get back to when I come home, you pull my dick out right then and there. But it's difficult <laughs> because your mom is downstairs, you know, when I open the door, <laughs> little Brooklyn is grabbing my leg like daddy, daddy, daddy. You know, Irma, the nanny's coming here talking about she's so about saying to go that real shopping. life gets in the way. Doesn't allow it to be what I would necessarily want it to be. Well, what would you want it to be? Hmm. So let's say we didn't have five kids okay, and we're at the same stage in our life. How, how, how would you prioritize sex? Um, if we didn't have five kids, I don't think we would ever leave the house. And the reason I'm saying that is because sometimes I look at you and I'm like, why the fuck are we going out? (laughs) You know, and, and I'll be honest, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, my wife is fucking bad. Why the fuck are we going to club? And I got to think, oh, we got to go get money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I look at you and, and like, we go out to eat. And I'm like, why the fuck am I taking her out to eat? 
I bend her ass over right here. But I feel that way, you know? And it's like so, so many times we go out, like the other night we went out and you were wearing a black leather skirt or whatever it was called with a belt. <laughs> what was it? What's it called? It was a leather dress. A leather dress, right? Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there looking at you and you had you know, those high ass boots on. And I'm like, oh my fucking gosh. Like, I'm getting hard right now thinking about it. I'm getting turned on thinking about it. I'm awesome. like, my wife is fucking bad. Why the fuck are we going out? Holy shit, you're really getting hard right now. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Sorry, let me cover myself up. Stop, man. Stop. But like, I, I, I feel that way. And it's stop, like... Stop, stop, stop. I know you have to wait a second. But I, you know what I think too? I think... I think, oh my God, I'm teary right now. But then, but then I feel like an old man because, and, and I hate saying this, but what? you know, we'll go out, we'll mm-hmm. go drinking, and then after we go get something to eat, and then when we get back to the room, me and you was running to get in the bed first. It's not the sex. It's like, we're going to knock out first. Where the, half the time I'm drooling on your titties. Uh-huh, you know uh-huh. what I mean? And I think that's because we work so much and we do so much. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, that's how I, I feel. Like the other day you had on the Michelle Obama dress, right? <laughs> that's what you call it. That's like a first lady dress. It was like one of it was it was like a proper dress. It, it was definitely very Michelle Obama inspired, I guess you could say. But uh-huh. then when I had to zip you up in the back and I'm looking at your thong and I'm like, holy shit, why the fuck are we leaving? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I enjoy. Like sometimes I just want to pick you up, throw you on the fucking bed and destroy your pussy with my mouth. Sorry, destroy your box with my mouth because that's how oh, I Oh, because that just made it a lot better when you said box. I know. Uh-huh. I know. But to to say it, it's like Yes, if we didn't have kids, I think, well, put like this, if if we if we could just have kids and then put them to another house, like... Put them in a box? Put them in a box? <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have 20. Because uh-huh. that's how I feel. That's how sexy you are to me. And when I see it, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that's because we're talking on the podcast and that's the right thing to do. No, I really feel that way when I look at you. Sometimes I look at you and I just look at your titties and... I'm sorry. I just look at your body. <laughs> I can't. No, I'm serious. I look at your body and I just hold that mental thought. And that gets me through my day. It gets me through my bullshit because I imagine you. I think about you. I can't have pictures on my phone of you anymore because we're scared that somebody's going to break into our fucking <laughs> right. iCloud and steal uh-huh. them. But that's how I feel, you know? Like, I mean, I can't have sex this week. And I'll tell you guys later why. But I know. This whole thing is sucking. But when I look at you. By the way. And, and I was mad because when we were away this weekend, you, have, you were on your period. Why do you have to tell the whole world everything about me? Because no, I'm sorry. Because I was. Thi- I mean, I was thi- like you know, just certain things. Maybe. I, sorry. You know what I mean? Sorry. Just a couple of things. But you know, because when, when we go away, that's usually like, our time <sighs> to do what we want to do. We I ain't got to worry about kids coming in. I ain't got to rush because here comes do 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 do. So when I got yeah, the, we're one of those couples that we don't have sex on my period. Right. We've had before. A lot but, of people do, but we just don't. Right. I, I mean, we have. Mm-hmm. But we don't make it like common practice. I, I eat the box on your period, though. Yes, but yeah, but this, this is getting a little. I know. All right, anyway. <laughs> but it was your first day, so it was heavier than anyway. But great, we couldn't. This is awkward, dude. And then when we got home, I can't for seven days. I'm fasting, and and, and fast, I can't have sex. But anyway, I'll explain that fast later. But what was the question? I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where we were going with this. You've thrown me from here to there, so I'm not really sure. I don't know where we were going. Um, I think that I think your overall point was if our lifestyle was different, then 
it would be probably a higher priority to you. Right. Absolutely. Like, I, like it's freaking a high ass priority for me, even with our lifestyle being hectic and, you know, one state this day, another state the next day, running here, running there, swimming, basketball, soccer, karate, this, that, the third. It doesn't matter. It's still a very high priority to me because for me, sex is like a connection like uh-huh. no other. Right. And I don't feel intimacy with you in other realms of our life in the same way that I feel intimacy with you during sex. Right. So it's mucho importante. Yeah, no, I know. And to the, me. And the crazy thing is, is before, you know, last episode <laughs> we were talking about a, a book that we have, the Tantra book. It wasn't book. the last episode, it was a few episodes ago. And we talked about the Tantra book and I was really excited to get into it, but we've been traveling and moving and shaking and I'm really. Oh, is that the reason why you left it on my night table yesterday? Yes. <laughs> But I'm really, and this is honest. Like this I'm, is just one of them. You you got like four. I know There's four of them. But I'm re- what's up with this one? I, that was just the first episode, the first one out of the four books that I bought. Okay. But I really want to get more into just outside of like real. What's the word I'm looking for? A real connection, like As almost like, to a fake connection. I'm gonna tell you why. Like almost like having an orgasm without me touching you. Man, I don't believe in that. I'm gonna try. <laughs> like is that that's what you seem to think that tantra's about i mean maybe it is i don't know but i like i want to be able to blow yeah dude that is not come. going to happen i will see but. like all of that stuff i think that it's about connecting and maybe reaching a certain level of spirituality mm-hmm. maybe or um meditating or in a sexual way something like that we'll but get more, we'll you're get not more gonna look it. at me and my body start convulsing. Well, it's we'll, just not going to happen. Well, we'll get more into it and then uh, we'll fill people in and, and I'll start reading more and, and start getting more into that because, you know, I really want to do that more. Okay, well, then I want to ask you a question. Yes. Because when we were in Chicago, we were in the truck and it was you, a bunch of other dudes right. and me. And we kind of got into the conversation. You were doing something on your phone. I think you were handling some business. Uh-huh. But the rest of us dudes <laughs> were talking about, um, actually, one of our friends brought it up. He was like, yeah, you know. And he was talking about a certain female. And everybody was kind of weighing in on whether the female, they thought the female was attractive or not. And the notion came up that a woman, and obviously a man, but the actual conversation was that a woman can be sexy and not pretty or be pretty and not sexy uh-huh. so what's your definition of sexy um i think sexy is everything outside of your looks okay uh-huh. and, when, and when i say that i mean you could, like like they said you could have a pretty face but not sexy and there's a lot of people out there that are pretty mm-hmm. but don't but don't throw out that sex vibes mm-hmm. like for instance um don't can, give any what? examples and i'm just talking about okay you um like for instance you are very sexy you know um what do, what do you think makes me sexy everything the way that you look the way that you do your makeup the way that you dress the way that you rock your clothes and wear your clothes you know what i mean that makes you sexy the way that you speak the way that you talk the way that your your everything is laid just looks sexy you know what I mean? Some people just look cute. They look cute in a way to be like, oh, she's cute. She's pretty. And there's some people that say they look sexy. You know what I mean? For instance, um, 
our friend that works at Hermes hit me the other day and, and said one of our guests were cute. And she was cute. But she didn't throw off sexy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's certain people that be like, oh, she's cute. Which is fine, but there's some people that be like, oh, wow, she's sexy. Cute meaning, oh, she's cute. She's a pretty girl. And sexy meaning, oh, my God, she's sexy. I want to fuck her right now. That's the mm. two totally two different so that's things what sex so is that what sexy is to, to you? me yes so when you see somebody that's sexy it throws out the like I want to sleep with them vibe correct okay so that's what sexy is what about to you is there a difference between cute and sexy or should I say <laughs> handsome and sexy well to me sexy is more important than handsome okay um of course anybody would want both you know in a lump sum but for me, you know, looks, yeah, of course, like you want somebody that looks good, that's attractive, that's handsome and everything. But there's a lot of guys that are good looking. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I can walk out of my house any given day and see a handful of guys that I might consider to be handsome. Okay. But you're not going to find, for me, a lot of guys that are sexy. Mm-hmm. And sexy, it can be a dope body. You know what I mean? Um, But it's more than that. To me, sexy is more so how you carry yourself. Correct. How you talk. Maybe the way that you look at someone. Maybe a certain kind of confidence, a swag. Like you said, it can be how you dress, how you move. It can be a certain disposition Uh that you may have. It can be how you handle someone. Correct. You know, all of those things are sexy to me. But you know what's the anti-sexy? What's that? Someone that tries to be sexy. Absolutely. You see men, guys, even young guys that try to be sexy all the time. And it's honestly the anti-sexy to me. There's nothing that is a bigger turnoff than someone that's trying to be sexy or a guy that's full of himself. Right. You know, and I think it might be the same thing for men as a woman you're almost more attracted to a guy mm-hmm. that's sexy or that's good looking and carries himself as though he doesn't know it. Right. But you know, if you meet a guy that's like, ha, 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 one of those guys, it's like, oh my God, like they're like kryptonite. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like, if you're trying or you act like you know it, like you think you look good, I don't even want you around me because it's a turnoff. You know, it's a real turnoff. So I like... Well, to me, sexy is someone that just carries themselves that way and it seems effortless and it seems natural. And yeah, I guess, you know, it would be like you see them and be like, yes, they are absolutely bleepable. Absolutely. Like absolutely bleepable. That's sexy. That's sexy. That's the vibes that you want to feel. That's sexy vibes. And then there's the cute vibes. But now do you, now I was wondering when our friend said that, I was wondering if you would agree. Do you think that there's someone that could not be pretty and be sexy at the same time because you're very, very pretty focused. Like you're an aesthetic type of person. Like you are into the way that a person looks. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So do you think you could find someone sexy if they weren't what you would consider pretty? Yes. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. And then when you say pretty, like for me, pretty is, is what attracts me. Okay. Right? Uh-huh. Sexy is just a way of of a feeling or, or how you look. So there are some people out there that might be sexy but just ain't pretty. Mhm. You know what I mean? Meaning like 
they're sexy, but I wouldn't I wouldn't marry them. They, they're not my type. Mm-hmm. My feeling. But would you want to sleep with them? Maybe. They're fuckable, but not for me. Well, I'm talking about you. No, I'm not talking about other men out in this gym having this conversation with you. No, no, I wouldn't. So you can find them sexy. Right. Even though you wouldn't find them pretty. Correct. But even though you find them sexy, you still wouldn't want to bleep them. Because there's some ugly, I don't want to say ugly, there's some unattractive sexy people out there, in my opinion, that they throw out sex and they are sexy, but they're just not attractive to me. That's why I wanted. Then, to, that's why I was curious as to what your take would be on it. Because a, dudes in the car would screw the sexy girl regardless of whether they thought she was pretty or not. But you, I know that you're very, you're a different type of dude as far as right. what appeals to you. So right. I wanted to get your but there's opinion. Some cute, there's some cute girls that just don't throw sexy out. They're cute. You know, you you, you wouldn't want to sleep with them either. I would rather the cute girl that's not sexy. The cute girl that's not sexy, opposed to the sexy girl that's not cute. <laughs> that's the same thing, right? No, 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 no. You said something different. But, but you see what I'm saying? But, but I understood that. But, that. but that's how I. That's honestly how I feel. That's how I would peg you. That's that's probably what I would think about you. Mm-hmm. Because face is more important to you. So, do you think that body makes? Do you think that body is like the equivalent to sexy? Um, do you think body? Like yeah, when you think yeah, sexy, do you yeah, think absolutely. body? Yeah, but sexy is bodies are sexy. Absolutely, the way the av- the ass curves, the way the titties are. Yeah, absolutely. All of that. Mm-hmm. Legs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I just wanted your input. All right. Now, Mother's Day is coming up around Woo-hoo! the corner. And you know what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? Your breast is all right. <laughs> when it comes to bra shopping, it's all about finding the right fit for you. Word. And there's only one lingerie brand that offers bras <laughs> in sizes double A. Those are the big ones, right? No. Oh, those, those are the teeny teeny. Those are the oh. beast things. Oh, oh, oh. Through G. G is big. G is super big. G is super big, all right? So, Third Love. Now, Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit and feel great. This year, make the change that will change the way you think about bras. All right, now go to thirdlove.com slash Crew now to find your perfect fitting bra. And using that Casey Crew, you get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Crew to get 15% off your first purchase of a perfect fitting bra. Third love, oh, excuse me, thirdlove.com slash Casey Crew. It only takes 60 seconds and you can do it right from your home, all right? So again, hit up the website, thirdlove.com. So you want to get to some emails? Yeah. Um, okay. Now, oh, before we get to an email, I just want to tell you guys the reason why I get and I can't have sex for the week is because I'm on a detox right now. And it's a seven-day detox. And I'll give you all the information after the detox. I don't want like to tell people things unless I know it works for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll tell you all the information about the detox in seven days. Uh, I'm on day two today. Right. Mm-hmm. And pretty much Yay! the week- the reason you survived I'm, two days only. Yeah, man. that's it's, it's serious. The reason I'm doing this detox is because uh, I feel like I work my body so hard, and my body needs a vacation. Right. That's that's the honest reason. And you know, with with your your liver and your kidney, sometimes your body just your your body needs to fix itself. And pretty much what I'm doing is I'm giving my body kind of like a, a chill week where I'm not making it digest crazy stuff. I'm not drinking i'm not eating hard food so what i'm doing is i'll just tell you right quickly um from 7 a.m to 7 p.m i'm not having anything mm-hmm. no from water up to sundown no water no food nada 
Right. He can't even chew gum or pop a piece of candy. I can't even chew gum or drink water. Right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing, nothing. From 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, in between those times, I'm taking a vitamin supplement once throughout that time. So at one o'clock, I take a vitamin supplement. Mm-hmm. Well, you take it at sunup, then you take it again at around lunchtime, and then you take it again at night. At sundown. Um, at sundown. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. And then at night, I eat uh, after when the sun goes down, I can drink water. And I can have water fruit. Water-based fruit. Water-based mm-hmm. fruit, meaning uh, watermelon, black seed watermelon. Like fruits with seeds. Blood oranges, yeah. Um, what else am I drinking? You're doing black grapes. You're doing black. kiwis. Kiwi. You're doing mango. Mango. Avocado. Avocado. Which is technically a fruit because mm-hmm. it has a seed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what you had last night. Yeah, that's what I had last night. Mm-hmm. Honeydew. Honeydew. Melon. Melon. You didn't have that last night, but you're probably going to have that today. Right. And I, I eat that at night and then I go to sleep. I wake up in the morning and then, you know, redo the routine and I can have fruit in the morning if I wanted to as well. And the idea is that his kidney and his liver aren't working. Correct. It's really those two organs that are on vacation. Correct. And he's detoxifying his body. So the reason why we can't have sex is because those toxins are being eliminated through bodily fluids, right. sweat, sperm, saliva, things of that nature. So I don't want to catch none of them toxins. That's right. <laughs> so. But it's so, it's so bad that, you know, yes. and i tell you the truth, my breath has been hot. Yeah, you got to stay far, far, far away from me. And Gia will come up to me and be like, did you pass gas? And I'm like, "Honestly, no, it's my breath. It's so but bad. But it got so bad, I had to call the doctor. I'm like, is my breath supposed to be smelling? He was like, yes, They're all like, the toxins yes. are being released. That's a good sign. So Stay far, far away from me. So for seven days, my breath is going to be hot. <laughs> All right, now let me get to the email of the week. And you're gonna try. You're gonna try this detox. I don't need next stinky time. breath. Well, it'll help you with your your, your body and, and clean your system up and everything. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. I've I considered it, but I don't really know if I'm if I'm built for it. I don't know if I can. Oh, and you're also taking cold showers. Oh yes, they say cold showers are actually better for you. It's supposed to tone your body, and it's supposed to encourage. Um, I believe that you have two different kinds of tissue, mm-hmm. and taking hot showers encourages one kind of tissue, and taking cold showers encourages a different kind of tissue, and that tissue is like the tight tissue, Correct. the healthier tissue. So it's more, and you know, it's funny because I've always heard that we're supposed to wash our faces with cold water mm-hmm. and wash our faces, excuse me, wash our hair with cold water. And when you rinse your conditioner out, make sure that it's with cold water. But I never really know why. knew why. I knew that cold water is supposed to tighten your pores, but I didn't know that it had anything to do with tightening the tissue beneath. Right. So I'm washing my face with super cold water. I always washed it with cool water but now I'm washing it with uncomfortably cold water where my hands are numb right and my skin actually had a certain flush to it and I looked younger and fresher mm-hmm. and I actually liked the results so yeah, I would you recommend know, that and, you know after the detox you know if, if we feel it worked out well uh, we might even get the doctors on here so we can ask questions about people's system and detoxing and and because they honestly feel like you should do a lot of this stuff beforehand and it'll help prevent cancer it'll help right, prevent it's supposed, a lot fibroids. of it's supposed to be disease prevention these pre- right. disease prevention mm-hmm. and they have well we'll see if we can get them on here after this works and i and i lost five pounds in two days in two days which is bananas yeah that's crazy all right well let's get to the email of the week all right hey gear and envy i've been in a relationship she said call me baby girl i've been in a relationship with this guy for seven call months her baby girl i'm not <laughs> she's been in this relationship for seven months now i'm 25 and he's 29 
Um, I don't know what to do when it comes to this situation. I'm very family orientated and oriented. since oriented and since, okay, teach again. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. And since my immediate family got word of this new guy I'm dating, they've been eager to meet him, especially my sisters and stepmom. I've brought this to my boyfriend's attention several times. My boyfriend says that he's not ready to meet my family yet because he's not comfortable. He also says he thinks he shouldn't meet family until we've been together for a year. On two different occasions, we got into huge arguments because he accidentally met my sisters and aunt. He was upset saying I don't respect him. I don't respect him. Excuse me. And I'm forcing him to do something he doesn't want to do. I apologized. Of course. However, I think this is ridiculous because he's a grown man and my family is always around and always questioning me about him. My stepmom especially has been on my back about seeing him. Now, I met his mom, dad and brother only because he lives with them. (laughs) He hasn't formally introduced me to them either. Whenever I'm at his house, he makes sure he keeps the door closed as if he's hiding me. I feel some type of way about being with someone who isn't comfortable with meeting my family. I've never been in this situation, so I don't know what to do. So the question is, should I be alarmed? You can call me baby girl. Thank you for taking the time to read my email. By the way, my boyfriend put me onto your podcast and I've been hooked ever since. I tell all my millennial friends to listen. I went to the live podcast in February and had such a good time. Thank you for being such a positive, uh, having such a positive podcast. That's so real. It makes me know that black love is real. Aw. Hey, baby girl. All right. You want to go first or want me to go first? You can go first. I'd like to hear what you think about this. All right. Now, first of all, baby girl. Now, I ain't gonna lie. And I'm just being honest and I don't judge. The fact that he lives with his mom. And has you in his bedroom with the door closed just seems odd to me. And the reason I'm saying that is because that's what I did. And that's what we did. McGee and I did when we were 16. Right. Like you, you, you guys are grown adults. But you met, but you met my mom. Yes. I, I and my dad. Mom. Right. So. <laughs> so the fact that he doesn't want to introduce you and you're at his house just seems strange. The fact that he's closing the door seems a little strange to me. He should. And I understand that you guys are dating and there's nothing serious. You're not engaged. But, you know, you've been together seven months now. You shouldn't have to come in your house and close the door and then if you got to go to the bathroom you got to open the door and peek down the hallway to see if you want something to (laughs) drink he has to go get something to drink that seems odd and strange yes at seven months you he should be introduced to your family absolutely there's no way in hell and i'm just thinking everything for my daughter that my daughter is going to be dating somebody from seven months she's that close to and intimate with and i don't know who he is if Hmm. my daughter's at his house i want to know who he is even if she's 25 even if she's 25, absolutely. If she's dating somebody, I want to know who they are. You know, I, yeah. Introduce- no, no, no. Not just know who they are, but know them personally. I, right? I having mean, had um, them over to your house, having had dinner with them, et cetera, et cetera, and so forth. Do you... At seven if months? If she's 25 and they've been together for seven months, for you, it would be almost a requirement that you would have met him? Yeah. It uh-huh. has. There would have to be something where we would meet, whether it's a birthday, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, you know... Thanksgiving or a Christmas, something that we would have to meet and we would have to know. Like my daughter can't be spending this much time with you where you're going to this person's house and, and I don't know anything about you. Mm-hmm. So absolutely you should meet his family and his family should meet you. And not just, hey, this is my friend Chucky. No. This is Mike, mom. This you know, this is the this is the guy I've been telling you about, Mike, this, that, and the other. Hey, let's have a conversation. Now I do understand where see, and I don't understand this though. <laughs> 
<laughs> you understand, but you don't understand. Because at 16, I was funny about meeting your parents. And not Why? even funny about meeting your parents. I was just uncomfortable. Like, I didn't know what to say. Well, you were a little immature at 16. But that though. was 16. This kid is 25, 27. Like, it, it, it shouldn't be the same issue. No, he's 29. Mm-hmm. 29 or 25? Let me see. I let think she's back. 25 and he's 29, if I'm not mistaken. Let me go back right I could be, but I, I believe that's what you said. I'm 25, he's 29. Yeah, yeah. motherfucker, he's 29. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be having this situation. Rashawn, hold on a second. 29? Okay, well, I'll say this. Okay. I disagree with him, but at the same time, you have to respect other people's thoughts, feelings, and opinions. I don't know why that's his thought, feeling, and opinion. Okay. Um, I think that it's strange because he does live with his family. So I think that his opinion should take a little bit of a curve. Right, and I'm not Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'm not but joking with he, him for living with his parents. Oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about that. But the fact that she comes in that house... She should have a title. They should know who's coming in that house and not, like I said, and she peek it out the door feel awkward to get some juice. coming into the house. So, considering the context, I think that even if he holds very strong to this belief and this way of life, and maybe that's the way that he's conducted all of his other prior relationships, um, I think that even though he does feel that way, this should be an exception because he does live with them. Right. And it makes it so much more awkward that she would have to come in, everything be kind of sneaky, walk past them in the living room, possibly with her head down, heading towards his bathroom. And she can't venture out into the kitchen or they can't spend any time in the living right. room. It's that just seems very unordinary. You know, like that's just seems very teenagerish. It's it seems very young, and I don't necessarily. I think it does more damage than good. So whatever he's trying to accomplish by keeping that separation, I think is outweighed by the negativity right. of the outcome of the situation. Absolutely, that being her feeling awkward, her feeling inadequate, her questioning him, her possibly questioning how he views her. You put that on one side of the scale and you put whatever he's trying to accomplish by keeping that separation on the other side of the scale. And I think that it tips unfavorably in his direction. Absolutely. Do you understand what I'm saying? It just seems odd. It seems very odd. However, I kind of understand maybe what might be behind his thought process. Mm -hmm. And I feel that way when kids are involved. Mm -hmm. I think that if a woman has a child or children or if a man has a, if a man has a child or children, I don't think that it's a good idea to introduce someone of the opposite sex that you're taking seriously in a romantic way to your child unless you are sure that that person is going to be your person and indirectly being the kid's person. Right. Because if you are in the habit of introducing someone to your children prematurely, then you have different people coming in and out of their life in a somewhat consistent basis. And that can do nothing but harm to them. It shows them instability. It shows them distrust. It shows them that relationships can be sometimey or short lived there. I mean, I can go on and on. So that's not 
a positive thing to show your children. Right. So I, I think that a year, and I mean, I'm not saying it can't be 11 months. I'm not saying it can't be 10 months. I'm not saying that it can be, can't be a year and 10 days. I'm just saying around about a year to me feels like an appropriate time to introduce children uh-huh. to a significant other. But when it comes to family, you know, he's 29. His parents might be in their late 50s, early 60s, maybe even 70s. Like everyone's grown here. Right. If I introduce someone to you, it doesn't mean that next week I'm going to get on a knee to propose to them. It just shows you respect. And it's me saying this is someone that I'm interested in. This is someone that I have the intentions of being serious about or someone that I am currently serious about. But all it is, is is an introduction. It doesn't mean that we have to go on family picnics together, Mm -hmm. but it's just making them acquainted. And I can't find any harm in that unless you're a hoe or a player and you're bringing a new person into your house every other week. Correct. Then... That can be damaging because right. then your family and friends can be look, judging you and saying, okay, well, you're a promiscuous person right. and stop bringing strangers into my house because you're not committing to any of them. Keep that out there. Take them to a hotel. But if you have somebody that you are committed to that's your person or that you're in love with or that you're in a seven-month relationship with, um, seven-month relationship with, then... I think that it's appropriate to introduce them to your family and not to say to push them on your family right. or push your family right. on your significant so they know the other. Girl's name but when it if comes something house. natural Correct. takes place or you run into them or if you want to have a dinner or, you know, anything like if you're just coming over. Hey, mom, this is baby girl. Right. <laughs> baby girl, this is my mom. All right. Baby girl, would you like a Coke? Do you take ice in your Coke? Sure. Here. Thank you. All right. You guys toddle on upstairs to your bedroom. Like whatever. Right. I think that there's no harm in that. So. Without knowing a little bit more about his stance, I can only rely on what I assume. And I assume that he probably just doesn't want to do anything prematurely in case their relationship falls apart at some point. Right. And, and I get that, but nobody you know, says you got to... But you're grown. Right. Like, everybody's grown. So if it does fall apart, so what? Absolutely. Like, with no harm, no foul, in a sense. And the idea, like, when he accidentally, somehow, some way ran into... What did she say her mother and sisters yeah, or something, something like, like that, that. Yeah. he probably just took it to another level he did, and yeah. overreacted i don't know he if probably she it was a setup or something, right? set it up right, or maybe right, she right. did maybe she did i don't know but he if she did set it up and i'm not saying that you did baby girl but if you did and you know if you did or not then i would understand him being upset because right. regardless of whether you agree with his point of view or not you must respect it Right. You know, nobody wants anybody going around the corner to get their um, objective met. Nobody wants, you know, someone to go behind their back. Right. You know, be upfront and direct with somebody. So if you're going to be with him and you can't respect his boundaries, then that's a problem. Um, And until then, you really just have to keep discussing those boundaries until you can come to a resolution and what seven eight nine ten eleven twelve you got five more months to go if you can't come to a resolution if you love him enough then stick around for it but if his reasoning is something that offends you then that's something that you need to really take into consideration and really get to the bottom of you know and what i mean by offends you like let's say 
His reason is, well, I don't want to introduce you prematurely because I don't really have that much faith in our relationship because last month you did X, Y, and Z. But they've been together and seven months, right? We might wind up breaking up and I don't want them to get, you know, um, I don't want them to get too close to you or, you know, to really like you. And then I have to tell them that, you know, we're not together anymore. I just don't need that conflict or I don't even want to have that discussion. So let's just, you know, get to a point in time where I feel comfortable. I think that'll be about a year. Now, as a woman, I would be like, really? So you don't have that much faith in our relationship to introduce me to your family. Then what the hell are we doing? Right. Like, I don't need to waste my time either. That's how I would feel. So I think you just kind of need to dig a little bit deeper and find out exactly why it is that he has those boundaries. I, I agree with you. And, you know, not to be petty, and I'm a petty person. I think everybody knows how petty I am. But if you feel uncomfortable, I wouldn't go to his house anymore. Period. I would not go to his house no more That's until he introduced I like that, me. Babe. Don't just have, have me hiding in the fucking, you know, in the, in the attic and I'm waiting for you. No, 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 no. I would not go to his house anymore until he until he felt comfortable enough to introduce me to his to mom. To the people there. Right. Now, if you got your own crib, that's something different. But you want me to come to your mom and pop's house and don't want to introduce that me? That does sound so crazy. Nah, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I wouldn't go to his house and, until that was the situation. And, Every and, time you see me, pay and, for a hotel. And, and homie listens. So, like, you know, yeah, like, introduce her. If, if your girl wants to be introduced, introduce her. You're not, that, that, that introduction doesn't mean y'all getting married next week. That introduction doesn't mean, unless you got some crazy family members and you're scared that she's going to go running off crazy or something like that because you got crazy family members. But nah, there's no way I would go back to that house until, until I felt comfortable enough. I agree. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. Okay. All right. Now, let me just put you guys on to some things that's going on. A lot of you people ask. Um, this, a lot of you people. A lot of people ask. <laughs> this Sunday, March 25th. All right. I'm doing uh, Wealth with Reels Real Estate. It's uh, like a little conference at St. John's University. Um, you can hit up my, my Instagram page to find out how. And I'm going to be with some guy. It's this guy named Mark Witten. Now, Mark Witten, he flips houses. He teaches you how to flip houses. Not only that, he teaches you how to do it with not only not using your money or using your credit. He teaches you how to make money, and it's really, really dope. It gives you a lot of insight and education and knowledge on making money with real estate. It's definitely a good course. I've spoken to him many a times. I've had him on a breakfast club. He's going to be giving you websites where you can find these houses and all that stuff. It's definitely something, if you're around or in town, that you should definitely check out, all right? And if you want more information, I'm just telling you guys because people always ask, well, how do you know what to invest? It's realestatemoneyclub.com slash ny class so real estate realestatemoneyclub.com remember that all right so hopefully i'll see you guys there and last thing april 15th mm-hmm. our live show highline ballroom there's like 20 tickets left right we had to uh put out more tickets more vip tickets because so many of you guys asked for it so we have 20 tickets left so i'm sure to sell out by the end of this week and we look forward to talking to you guys april 15th okay april 15th highline ballroom we'd love to see you guys and that is about it Yep. All right. Um, I, I'm surprised I was able to do this podcast. Why? Because usually I need something to drink while I'm doing a podcast. Yeah. My throat gets dry. Yeah. But it was pretty good. I didn't need anything to drink. Well, you got you got another hour and twenty minutes. All right. Well, we gotta we gotta go anyway. We gotta go to the mall. We're going to the mall. Remember, I gotta go to Africa, and the party in Africa is an old school party. So I gotta go get an an, an old school. I'm not outfit. going to the mall tonight. Yes, you are. I'm not getting no. Yes, you are. I, no, I actually have things to do. I can't go to the mall tonight, babe. Sorry. You're not gonna go with me. We can go tomorrow. Tomorrow's gonna be supposed to be a blizzard or snowstorm. We'll go a day after. We, we'll be good. No, I want to go today. I'm not going. I'm, we can have this conversation after we. All right. Say goodbye. <laughs>
right. Well, I'm DJ Envy. <laughs> and I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Thanks for coming over. Toodles. Toodles.